and salutations, happy and blessed people. I am Dorio Davis, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Say It Louder, the podcast, episode five. For my newbies who have just walked across the threshold to my classroom, you are welcome in this space. I am none other than the Renaissance man, the educator, the actor, the singer, the writer, the R&B junkie with the charm of a Southern gentleman and words of wisdom of my grandma and my grandma and grandma and my mama and my former teachers and the way that they taught me. So there you have it. Welcome to Say It Loud of the podcast. Today is episode five. We've made it to episode five and I thank you for rocking with me through this journey. It's a marathon, everybody. It is not a sprint, and we have a long way to go. And you know what? We're going to get there, and we're going to get there together. How about that? So today, I really wanted to be led by the Spirit. And uh, I'm going to get a little bit personal today. I may get a little bit in your picnic basket, as Yogi Bear used to say. Um, And the thing is, that's okay. You know, because sometimes we have to get down in there. We have to dig, you know, dig in our stuff in order to uh, get to a better place and to arrive, you know, in a new place or in the same place as a different person. And there's work that has to be done with that. But there was something personal that that happened to me that uh, really prompted me to do this work uh, on today and to focus on this. So today uh, for episode five, The subject matter is the inner child. We're talking about the inner child today. The inner child is the childlike and usually hidden part of a person's personality that is characterized by playfulness, spontaneity, and creativity usually accompanied by anger, hurt, and fear attributable to childhood experiences. Now, you may be asking yourself now, why are we talking about an inner child? You know, I'm not pregnant or, you know, or there's no child in me. You know, I'm grown. Here's the thing. We, this is a subconscious. This is a subpersonality. And while even as adults, we have our adult self, but there are certain things that happen that trigger us and take us back to that place or take us, turns us into a person where you're like, That other side, you know, that other side of me, sometimes the other side of you is that inner child. And there has been something that has happened that has stepped on the toes of that inner child and causes you to act out of your adult self and react as that childlike self. So there's a four square that I looked at and it talks about the inner wounds and those inner wounds consist of the following abandonment wound, guilt wound, trust wound, and neglect wound. In the abandonment wound, you know, of course, you know, abandonment, that means that some, someone has left you or you are, you're alone. Someone has left you alone. So with that comes these feelings of being left out and you fear being left. You hate being alone. You're codependent on someone or some other people. You feel as though you just cannot, you know, do things by yourself. Do you feel that way? Or could you be, you know, affected by the guilt wound where, you know, you're feeling sorry or you're feeling bad. You don't like to ask for things. You use guilt to manipulate. You're afraid to set boundaries. Could that be you? Or could you have the trust wound? 
where you are afraid to be hurt. It's like you would do anything, you know, to keep yourself from feeling that feeling of hurt, that you don't trust yourself. You know, you find ways to not trust other people. You know, it could be the slightest thing and it may not mean anything to anybody else, but just the way that somebody wiped their mouths and it may have may look like the way that somebody else who hurt you wiped their mouth, it may cause you not to trust that person. Something as simple as that. I know you're like, Doriel, are you serious? Yes, it could be the simplest thing. Or there's also the neglect wound. That in the neglect wound, you struggle to let things go. You have low self-esteem. You get angry very easily. You often struggle to say no. And you have a tendency to repress your emotions. Do you fall in line with one of those four? It's a great possibility that you may. And once you identify that, and once you're able to determine whether it's one, or it could be, I think, you could have some some characteristics of more than one. You're able to do the work to address those things, to address those wounds and begin healing. Because one thing, you know, just growing up and getting the bumps and bruises that I got, like from playing outside, I would always go home to my grandmother or go to my grandmother's house and she would patch me up. But one thing about it, she cleaned that wound. You know, she had to wipe it and it hurt. But she put some Neosporin on it before, you know, she put the Band-Aid on it. So you have to clean it. And it, it, sometimes it's, it hurts. You got to get down in there. You got to have to clean it. But then you put the ointment on it and you cover it up. And then one day, you know, it's healed. Now, today I'm specifically going to talk about neglect. And the first thing we have to start with is what it is. Child neglect is the omission in which a caregiver fails to provide a child with basic needs. Now, the CDC classifies child neglect as a maltreatment and defines it as failure to provide for a child's basic, physical, emotional, or educational needs or to protect a child from harm or potential harm. Now, I stopped on one of those words, right? Did you hear that? I said basic physical, emotional, or educational needs. And I stopped on that for a reason because I really believe that, you know, just based on the way that people act, um, how they respond to one another, even in social media, in our day-to-day lives, you know, in person or whatever, there is a lack of focus on the emotional. And when you bring up the emotional or you you know, try to talk about the emotional, you're seen as weak. So in order to keep from being seen as weak, you don't talk about it. But here it it states right here that when you're not taking care of the entire child, which includes the emotional piece, you're doing a disservice to them. Now just think about the many, many people who ascribe to this method of not dealing with the emotional aspect of children and where they are today. I think we listen to them and and I think we listen to their music. I think we see them on television. We hear them on our radios. We're beside them in the supermarket. We're with them at school. There are teachers. There are there are students. You know, there are business owners. They're everywhere. And this is a phenomenon that I truly, truly believe has taken place, has played a part in getting us in the place where we are today and how we deal with one another. Now, since we're talking about neglect, 
What are some warning signs that you were emotionally neglected as a child? Some of these are feelings of emptiness, fear of being dependent, unrealistic self-appraisal, no compassion for yourself, but plenty for others. Mm, Wow. Guilt, shame, self-directed anger and blame, feeling fatally flawed. And last one, difficulty feeling, identifying, managing, and or expressing emotions. Now, here's the impact of childhood neglect. Growing up believing you're unlovable. Do you have low self-esteem? Do you feel like you have to give everything of yourself just so others won't leave you? Do you feel like you're alone constantly and that you're unsafe in the world? Do you have a feeling of a feeling that you're undeserving of love? Do you feel insecure in your attachments with other people? Then yeah, you may definitely be impacted by childhood neglect. Now with this, I'm going to get a little personal. Um, Not even that I think. I know the whole reason I started to focus on this is because of something that just recently occurred to me um, in dealing with a person who carries that title of my core hurt and that being my dad. Um, My mom was always there. Um, I love both of my parents. I respect both of my parents. I know their story. I know a, a big part of their story. There are a lot of things that I witnessed. In spite of my mom being there, I know, you know, my mom was there. My grandmother was there. You know, um, there were quite a few people, family members who were around and everything wasn't always healthy with everybody, but there were people who were there. There was just one thing. There's just something about my dad, how strong he was, how handsome he is, how charismatic how charming, how athletic, you know, the fact that I I get my work ethic from my dad. My dad will work. He will work. He would do, he, I've watched my dad, like when we didn't have anything, when we didn't even have gas, he didn't even have gas for his car. He would go on the basketball court because he was a fantastic basketball player. He would go to the basketball court and he would play basketball for money. I remember my older brother and I, we would be outside and we would be playing around. Um, and by the time, you know, the sun is going down, we've got gas money. He had two full-time jobs. My dad was a working man. The thing that I deal with, with my dad, one of the things that I deal with is that piece about neglect. Now, and I say neglect, because there was an emotional aspect that I did not get from him because he was gone. You know, he went out and he led his own life, you know, after my mom and dad's marriage ended. From my perspective, it left me like an open season for a lot of people to mistreat me, not only because of me, but because I was a part of him and because he was so talented. And because a lot of people resented that. So instead of getting to him, they got to me. And for a long time, I've dealt with this feeling of not being good enough. And I dealt with that low self-esteem, that that low self-worth for 
a great majority of my life. And I do believe that it is due to the fact that my dad was not there. He wasn't there to, you know, consistently build me up the way that I needed to be built up, needed to be built up as a black man and as a son. With that, you know, and just acknowledging my own stuff, I do struggle to let things go. You know, I spoke about my self-worth. And I've, I've gotten a lot better with that, but that definitely is something that I really had to fight through. There are times when I, I, I did get angry easily, and I got angry because I felt like I couldn't protect myself or there was no one to protect me. So I would get angry. It was like the slightest thing because I felt like I was always on attack, or always being attacked. So I had to respond in order in order to protect myself. I often struggled with no. I often struggled with putting myself first, even in situations that I knew and with people who I knew were not good for me. And I stayed in it just to have a person there and not be by myself. And that's the honest to God truth. And even to this day, and you know, I'm not giving you a what was me story, anything like that. That's for my therapist. <laughs> and even she doesn't take that. She's like, okay, now, Doria, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do? Because we can't stay there. And I think that's the thing. You can't stay there. And I refuse to stay there. I'm no longer in that same place. Is there work that I still have to do? Yes, there is definitely work that I still have to do. Am I growing from that work? Yes, I am definitely growing from that work. Do I have a lot of a, a, a good ways to go? Yes, I have a good ways to go. But you know what? I'm going to do it. And the thing is, I know if I can do it, you can do it too. It's just not, I, I don't, I'm not the only one who possesses the power to be able to do it. There have been many who have come before me. There are many who are doing it with me. And there are many who are going to do it after me. And you can get on that journey too. In fact, it's imperative that you do for your own healing, for your own life. So you have to do the work in order to find out what those voids are. Because if you don't find out what those voids are, you're going to continue to be in this on this hamster wheel of doing the same thing, same thing. And it's going to keep yielding you the same result. And you're going to keep looking at yourself and not looking and not liking what it is that you see and liking what you are experiencing. But you're not going to do anything different to get off of that hamster wheel. That's insanity. Get off of the insanity wheel and do something different. Do the work to begin healing yourself. Now, this is just one aspect. This is just one aspect in regards to neglect. Remember, there are three others that I mentioned. Do you fall in those four or are you a person who has characteristics of multiple? Dig down into what are those things that happened that puts you into those categories? Who were those people? When were those instances? How did it make you feel? And you may be able to start doing that work yourself by yourself. And if not, you can select someone to kind of help you through it. It could be a trusted friend or a trusted family member and even a, and eventually even a professional. But a professional at some point has to get involved in your healing. 
And I never leave out faith. You know, for me, my Lord is 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 everything. You know, everything begins and ends with him. He is Alpha and Omega. But I also know that he has put parameters and he's put people on this earth to help us get through things. And we are to utilize those resources. So my ask is, what are you waiting for? Are you really going to wait on your healing? Are you really going to waste time by prolonging the beautiful life that you can have for yourself? Don't do that to yourself. Be good to yourself. And part of being good to yourself is doing this type of work so that you can become better for yourself, for your children, for your community, for our world. Remember, you are worth it. You are worth every bit of love, every bit of happiness, every bit of joy, every bit of positive relationship that is owed to you. You deserve it and do not accept anything for less. And that's all that I have for episode five, The Inner Child. This is Say It Loud of the Podcast. I'm Dario Davis. Until we meet again, make sure that you're good to yourself, that you're being good to yourself, that you're making decisions that are good for yourself, and that you're putting that energy back into the atmosphere.